I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. You simply pour a can into your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. So pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more. Welcome to the Wired to Hunt Foundations podcast, your guide to the fundamentals of better deer hunting. Presented by First Light, creating proven, versatile hunting apparel for the stand, saddle, or blind. First Light, go farther, stay longer. And now, your host, Tony Peterson. Hey everyone, welcome to the Wired to Hunt Foundations podcast, which is brought to you by First Light. I'm your host, Tony Peterson, and today's episode is about how to have a good relationship with whitetails which probably sounds really dumb. And it might be, but you're just going to have to listen to this one to find out. If you haven't heard yet, it's Whitetail Week here at Meat Eater. Even those mustachioed, flannel-wearing Bozemanites that seem to only hunt with rifles for mountain or plains-dwelling critters, they're thinking about whitetails this week. And that is no small feat, trust me. Most of the time, us whitetail hunters at Meat Eater are kind of just relegated to the kitty table while the bigwigs plan their next amazing spearfishing trip or something cool like that. Not this week, though. It's all about deer. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. But first, I need to sell you guys some stuff. We have a ton of good first light gear on super sale this week and a whole lot of other whitetail necessities. You can head to the Meat Eater store at themeateater.com and see the deals, which are going to net you a healthy discount. Or you can head over to my Instagram, at Tony J. Peterson, and check out the link in my bio. If you do that, I might not get fired. So that one has my vote. But even if you do want to see me fired and laying sod or flipping burgers somewhere, and are still interested in buying some whitetail gear, head on over to the site and check it out. Okay, that's enough salesy stuff. It's time to talk about deer. And I know I said I was going to talk about some cool whitetail facts last week, but something recently reminded me of a topic that I just need to cover. I think it'll help you kill more deer, which is what I was originally going to do, and I wanted you to have that help with. So there's that, and here's this.
One of the reasons I hate being in the public eye is, well, dealing with the public. That's not a humble brag to let you know how famous I am. It's just the truth. I'm an introvert mostly, and I don't like talking to strangers. I guess in that way, I wasn't a great candidate to get into a white van with no windows promising free puppies when I was eight. No thank you, mister. I'm also not that great at relationships. Really, I kind of just suck as a person overall. But specifically on the relationship front, I learned something recently that has been kind of a revelation for me. You see, when we deal with friends and family and very low-level hunting celebrities and we deal with our spouses, we are often looking for them to do something for us. Now, sure, there are selfless people out there who really only do things out of the goodness of their hearts, but mostly, most of us are looking for mutually beneficial arrangements with the people around us. That probably sounds worse than I mean it to. It's not that we're all quid pro quo transactionists. I mean, we aren't all politicians. So our desires are often more benign and innocent. Or so we think. There's a concept in relationships called covert contracts. This is a term coined by the author, Dr. Robert Glover, who wrote the book, No More Mr. Nice Guy. I'll explain what a covert contract is in a second, but let me first tell you what an overt contract is. This is a healthy agreement between two people that is, you know, debated on, worked out, whatever, negotiated, and then they agree. An easy example would be if you would rather hold a police taser to your nuts than spend a minute with your in-laws. So you tell your wife that you'll do Thanksgiving with her lunatic family if she'll do Christmas with the perfect angels who raised you. If she agrees to those terms, that's an overt contract. Simple, right? It's a compromise where you both get something you want and you both sacrifice a little bit. Another overt contract would be if you meet someone who owns land that you want to hunt, like I did recently. Maybe the owner wants to hunt. Maybe they love venison, but he doesn't know what he's doing. So you agree to provide stands and safety harnesses, cameras, and a whole lot of know-how to the situation. He gets to learn about deer and deer hunting. He will likely get some venison. And you, or in this case me, gets a new place to hunt. Now, as long as everyone sticks with it, the deal is pretty simple and it's beneficial to all involved. The flip side of an overt contract is a covert contract. These are bad. This is when you make a deal with someone in your head and then get angry with them for not reading your mind and honoring the deal. Does that sound kind of nuts? It's not, because we all do it. Let me give you an example. My wife recently got mad at me for not replacing the sink in our kitchen. You might think, well, shoot, man, get that sink replaced since it's obviously broken or not functioning correctly. But I would say, hold on, Mr. Smarty Pants. The sink and the faucet and pretty much all parts of it work just fine. It looks good too, at least to my eye. But for whatever reason, I don't know, probably some past head trauma or maybe bad genes, my wife decided she wanted a new sink. She also decided she wanted me, the least handy guy you'll ever meet, to replace it. So she made a deal with me that I'd never agree to and then got mad at me for not living up to it. Isn't that wacky? Well, I do that stuff to her too. It's a two-way street that makes marriage super fun, kids. A good thing about it, if there is, is that if you're aware that you make these covert contracts with people, you can stop. Or you can at least not get mad at them when they don't live up to an unspoken, invisible agreement that they had no clue existed. Acknowledging that will also make you a better communicator. 
which is awful important if you don't want some blonde suburb dweller with a weird new sink fetish to take half of your hunting land and maybe your new boat in a divorce. Covert contracts are bad in marriage and friendships, really all relationships. This applies to the relationships we have with our favorite game animals too, like the, uh, I don't know, regal and majestic lemur. Just kidding. It's the Cape Buffalo. Don't feel bad. I don't like myself either. Of course, it's the whitetail. We make deals with him all the time. And you know what that rat bastard often does? He breaks them. Then we get mad at him and we become even worse hunters until we spiral so far down into the abyss of depression that we start thinking about doing something much easier that takes no skill at all, like golf. Let me give you some examples of times I made covert contracts with deer that will probably be awfully relatable to most of you. Mm, how about like all the work you do in the preseason? Like the winter scouting, the summer scouting, the trail camera work, the glassing, the stand hanging, the cutting trails, planting food plots, whatever. You say to the whitetail gods, I've done all of this work and I've put in all this effort. And now you should deliver unto me one, I don't know, 137 inch 11 pointer with nice G2s and a 20 inch inside spread. But instead, you see does and fawns and little bucks and no deer that could remotely be rounded up to 140. The deal is broken and you become sad. Or maybe you say, again to the great deer gods in the sky, that you have a busy schedule. You have three little kids at home, a wife who really wants a new sink, and a job where your boss is one of those micromanaging losers who has no hobbies and lives to make everyone think he works so much harder than everyone else. Your vacation time is a precious commodity. So you say, I'm going to take the first week of November off. I won't get much time to hunt before that, but if I put in all day sits for a week, then I'll certainly get the good end of this deal, which is that a big buck will come by and I will shoot him. He might, but he also might not. And even if he does, there's a lot that can go wrong before you're high-fiving your buddy at the end of a short blood trail. The contract, again, is broken. In a relationship, when that happens, it's a recipe for resentment and anger and the idea that you should get back at them somehow. This stems from fear of rejection and low self-esteem. I'd say a lot of us in our relationship with deer come at it from a place of fearing real rejection and having low confidence that we will get our shit together and kill a good buck or any deer if that happens to be the phase you're in. You don't want to be mad at the deer for not doing what you expect them to because in that case, you're just going to hunt less and you're going to enjoy hunting less and it's not going to go too well. The only deal they make with us is that they'll be out there somewhere trying their hardest to never, ever cross paths with us. So we need to reframe our thinking. The deer don't owe us anything. The basis for that No More Mr. Nice Guy book I mentioned at the beginning is that you know there are guys out there who try to be fake nice to women and treat them like princesses, believing that if they do, the ladies won't be able to help themselves and they'll reward them in a very few specific, not safe for work ways. This rarely works because even though women are really crazy about their sink demands, they aren't dumb. They'll see this disingenuous nice guy act and they go, I know what you're looking for and it's not going to happen. Then the nice guys get mad and they say women only want mean dudes, which is dumb. They want fellas who are direct and honest about their intentions. The deer, just like those savvy ladies, know what you're after. There's no divine hand on the scale watching you hunt and deciding you've put in the requisite work and you deserve a big buck. It's about you putting yourself in a position to be where they are, 
while they don't know you're there. That's about it. Now, a lot of you guys are familiar with the old hunting tradition of eating, you know, some organ, the heart or a chunk of liver off the first animal you kill. I had that when I was a little kid and it was a big deal. Organ meats were always prized by frontier people who knew the importance of getting a lot of different minerals and nutrients. And as often is the case, those guys were on to something because organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. And you can get the same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from heart and soil made exclusively from regeneratively raised, grass-fed, and finished cattle. Heart and soil's unique freeze-drying process means all those important nutrients are trapped in ensuring you experience every one of the benefits of nature's superfood in a clean, convenient, taste-free capsule. Find out more at heartandsoil.co and make sure to use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. That's heartandsoil.co. Use the code MEATEATER. O'Reilly Auto Parts are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. If you're confused about what part you need, like what wipers are going to be the best, what replacement headlights are going to be the best, go into O'Reilly and talk to the people that work there because they're great and they're super friendly and they'll get you squared away where you walk out knowing you got the right thing. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. Do you need your windshield wipers replaced? you need a brake light fixed? you need some quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. The professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do-it-yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash MeatEater. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash MeatEater. We've all seen plenty of gadgets and fads come and go, but here's one product that stood the test of time, Seafoam Motor Treatment. Lots of hunters and anglers know that Seafoam helps engines run better and last longer. And it's really simple. When you pour it into your gas tank, Seafoam cleans harmful fuel deposits that cause engine problems. I'm talking common stuff like hard starts, rough engine performance, or lost fuel economy. Seafoam is an easy way to prevent or overcome these problems. Just pour a can into your gas tank and let it do its job. Now you probably know someone who's used a can of Seafoam to get their truck or boat going again. Because people everywhere rely on it to keep their trucks, boats, and small engines running the way they should the entire season. So, help your engine run better and last longer. Pick up a can of Seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit SeafoamWorks.com to learn more. We aren't owed anything from the woods. And the sooner we accept that, the sooner we can take the act of hunting whitetails for what it is. A really cool super challenging opportunity that might break our way if we keep a good attitude and we keep putting in the effort, even though this isn't as easy as it sounds. Take that out-of-state trip you want to go on with your buddies, for example. We make a covert contract with whatever state that you know is going to jack up the license prices and sell us a super expensive non-resident tag and take advantage of us because we have no voting power. 
But in return, they're going to give us a nice buck. Simple, straightforward. But you aren't being sold a possession ticket with a buck already attached to it. You're being sold an opportunity, one that solely promises you the chance to come to whatever state and try to see if you can get the deer to walk in front of you without knowing you're there. A lot of hunters focus on the end result or what they think should be the end result and totally dismiss the reality that it's a license to hunt, not a guarantee that you'll kill a certain class of animal because most people won't. And for some, that breeds resentment and anger. Now, I get that I'm distilling this way down because there are a million variables that go into an out-of-state trip or any hunt for that matter. But the truth is that it's easy to be resentful of an unfilled, expensive, non-resident tag. All that time and money down the drain with nothing to show for it except some extra miles on your truck. But that's a bad way to look at it. And it isn't going to help your cause if you ever decide to travel for whitetails or any other critter. Don't make a covert contract with a fish and game agency because they will let you down and they won't know. And I promise you this, they won't care because they don't make a deal that you'll kill an animal, only that you'll get to hunt. You've heard me say this a lot, but it bears repeating. Your attitude about hunting is important. It might be the most important aspect of the whole thing for many of us. Much of it involves just thinking about things a little bit differently. This is where hunting with newcomers can help you find a new equilibrium. When I hunt with my daughters, they are pretty interested in every animal that we see. They appreciate the newness of it all and the wonder of the woods. They, they really do. I don't, not as often as I should, and that's a problem. I've seen roughly 3 million squirrels doing squirrel things while sitting on stand. So it's not that interesting to me to see a squirrel, but to them it is. A doe walking into the other end of the field is, you know, mildly interesting to me. But it's a big deal to them. They are interested and curious, and that's a good way to go about stuff. It's a hedge against resentment and bitterness, a sort of mind hack, if you will. If you go into the woods with a specific expectation about how things are going to go, you are almost always setting yourself up for disappointment. You know, unless you're on a stupid good property that no one else hunts, predictable positive outcomes are few and far between. Instead of looking at a sit where you blanked as being a total failure and a waste of time, ask yourself, why weren't they there? What does it mean? Or better yet, what can you learn from that big old goose egg of a sit? Did it reaffirm your suspicions that you've burned out a spot? Did you think they'd be eating soybeans, but clearly they're in the woods nomming on some acorns or something else? Where will you go tomorrow to redeem yourself? Instead of making a covert contract with the deer gods who simply laugh at your follies, make an overt contract with Mother Nature. You'll put in the work and keep after it, and she will eventually give you what you came for. It really can be that simple if you're willing to put in what is necessary over and over and over again. You will be successful. That might not mean you'll kill booners every year, because let's be honest, if you're listening to this podcast, the 170 inches are pretty safe from you. But you might kill a good one, or you might just have the season where you're around more deer than ever, where you go into the woods and see deer behavior and have those streaks where you know when you slip into the woods, you're going to be around deer. I don't think there's anything more fun than the anticipation of going in just knowing and believing in your heart of hearts that you're going to see a bunch of deer. In fact, it makes me feel a little bad for the people who have such good hunting that they see tons of deer every time they go, and they only get real excited when a buck they've named and watched for seven years shows up. 
they'll never know what it's like to string together several clunkers where you'd actually pay to have a squirrel to watch and then suddenly stumble into something where you see five or six in one sit. It's probably similar to what I hear happens when people get giardia and they ruin their skivvies with embarrassing frequency until they get the right meds and it clears up and they feel like the world is once again a loving and special place that is straight out of a diarrhea-free Disney movie. Real hunting is unpredictable, and that means it's going to break the wrong way a lot. But the wrong way is really in the eye of the beholder. Sure, it sucks to suck, but that's a temporary condition if you use those sits to figure something out and motivate yourself to keep going, to live up to your side of the contract. So do that. Make a deal with the Whitetail gods or Mother Nature or whoever, and then stick to it. Now, they might flake out and leave you disappointed at the end of the season, but if you keep working on your end, the odds of them not delivering get lower and lower until it's almost, and I mean almost, a certainty that something good will happen and you'll get your chance. Also, I mean this with sincerity, think about those covert contracts you've made with the folks you care about the most. They are a relationship killer and a fast track to misery for all involved. Do that. And come back next week because I'm going to talk about how complex deer really are and why that kind of matters and why it kind of doesn't. That's it for this week. I'm Tony Peterson. This has been the Wired Hunt Foundation's podcast, which is brought to you by First Light. As always, thank you so much for listening, for all your support, for heading over there, checking out our Whitetail Week and the sales we got going on, all that good stuff. While you're there, if you want some more you know, Whitetail content or you want to watch some videos, listen to some podcasts, whatever, it's all there. Look around. You're going to find stuff that you didn't even know Meteor was producing. Maybe you want to cook a little bit and you're going to find a recipe. It's all there. Go check it out, themeateater.com. I'm sure a lot of you guys remember the old ceremonial hunting tradition of eating the heart out of the first animal you kill. Meat from those organs are among the most nutrient-rich foods on the planet. You can get those same benefits your ancestors craved via convenient daily capsules from Heart and Soil. Find out more at heartandsoil.co. And remember, use code MEATEATER for 10% off your purchase. Outdoor adventure won't wait for engine problems. Things like hard starts, rough performance, and lost fuel economy are often caused by fuel gum and varnish buildup. Seafoam can help your engine run better and last longer. You simply pour a can into your gas tank. Hunters and anglers rely on seafoam to keep their engines running the way it should the entire season. So pick up a can of seafoam today at your local auto parts store or visit seafoamworks.com to learn more.